Let's lift our hands in the presence of Jesus. Come on, every hand lifted. Just begin to bless him in the spirit all over the room. Come on. Just for about 30 seconds, begin to minister to the Lord. Right, sing in the spirit, sing in the spirit all over the room. another beautiful day that the Lord has made that we should rejoice and be glad in it thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus Kalabashata Oh, Ilo kom breke si velede sheke tura badasis. O lemenende ke velege di shapalatasis. Kilo barashatam velege di sheke velege don si badaladasi ke debes. Ile kuza badasis. Ile baladashaka balati breke telende breke desis. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, 
Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for a beautiful day as this. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for another great day. Thank you for your mercies. Thank you for your abundance, grace. Father, we thank you for the outpour of your spirit again and again and again and again upon us. Father, we thank you. We say we are grateful. We say we are grateful. Thank you for your amazing love. 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 
We give you praise, O oh God. We give you praise, O oh God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. May mercy find us today. May mercy find us today. May your mercy find us today. The Bible said, For his mercies are new every morning. May the mercy of God be renewed this morning. May the mercy of God be poured out anew upon every life. In the name of Jesus. I decree that we bless. Be blessed. Be blessed. And be favored. In Jesus' name. Okay. The welcome to Church Without Wars. Church Without Wars is a teaching service as God would help us. So open your ears, open your heart, open your spirit and let's flow. The Bible says that heaven and earth will pass away, but one jot of his word will never pass. So he's telling you the value of scriptures, the value of his word. The same Bible said, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So he's telling you that the word began with God's word. It will continue with the word. After the word goes away, the word will still be there. So the word of God is powerful, is quick and sharper than every two-edged sword. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6, we put it this way, that my people perish, they say, for lack of knowledge, not because they lack any other thing. And knowledge comes through the word. Knowledge would come through the word. So if we submit ourselves to knowledge, we will not perish so much. If we submit ourselves to knowledge, we will escape perishing. And I pray that the right knowledge that will take us out of every perishable situation would come in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you praise, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. All right. Is our month of overflow? It's our month of overflow. We have we had a little talk on overflow last time. We've been praying on overflow. Um, but I also have the understanding that whatever that has its impact will also have a hindrance. Anything that has its impact will also have its hindrance. There are powers and forces that would hinder certain things in our life if we don't put together how to stop whatever that it is or knowing what to do, when and how. So this morning we are looking at the enemies of overflow. The enemies of overflow. We started last time by talking about what overflow is. And we said overflow is abundance. Overflow is a realm of more than enough. Overflow is a realm of satisfaction. Overflow is a realm of increase. So it happens to be a good thing, a positive thing, a productive thing in our life. But if not properly secured and channeled, there are things we can also do that will deter our overflow. There are things we also do that will block our chances from working in the reality of overflow. But I pray for somebody under the sound of my voice that this month the Lord will carry you into overflow. In the name of Jesus, you will not be stopped. You will not be hindered. It will not be taken out of your hand. It will not be taken out of your life. In the name of Jesus. Joseph walked in the realms of overflow. From the prison, he entered straight into the palace. For a long period of the time of his life, he lived in overflow. Daniel entered overflow. Esther entered overflow. I decree that you shall also enter your own overflow. You will step in. 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 The God of heaven that answered Jabez. The God of heaven that changes season. He will answer you. He will change your season and bring you into the realm and the place of overflowing blessings. In the mighty name of Jesus. All right. Enemies of overflow. Now, let me start by saying that the enemies will never arise until there is something good to stop or steal. The enemies will never arise until there is something good that they are coming to stop or steal. John 10.10 10, But the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So if there's nothing to kill, the thief will not come. If there's nothing to steal, the thief will not come. If there's nothing to destroy, the thief will not come. That is why the most volatile season of your life, the season of your life you carry plenty attack, number one, is when you are close to a miracle. Oh, 
when you are close to a miracle, attacks will increase in your life. So sometimes when you discover that suddenly there is attack everywhere, please don't cry. Calm down. Attack is a language. It's not just a problem. Okay? Attack, confrontation is a signal in the spirit that, hey, the money is about to come. Hey, the favor is about to come. Your marriage is about to happen. So attacks open. People at work begin to attack you. But most of us are ignorant of these things. What do we do? We start crying. We start complaining. We start... No, 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 no. When attack increases, it is a signal. Not all, but most of the times, the attack over your life is a message. Suddenly you are broke, sir. There's no money. Not even hundred. You that you joke, you joke with money. You can get ten thousand. You don't even know what to do with it. Suddenly you are broke. That even hundred Ghana city you don't have. There's a language. There's a language. There's something that it is saying. So don't be quick. After you tried everything, it's not working. Please sit down. Get back to God and ask God, Father, what are you saying? What is happening to me? What is going on? There are some of you now who had experienced in your life that anytime money wants to come, you realize your child is sick. Anytime you receive money, your children will become sick. Your husband will become sick. Your wife will become sick. So now you should be wise enough to understand that there is a language, there is something going on. So the next time you see your children suddenly falling sick, you should know that money is about to come. So if you sit down now and keep allowing the sickness to take their money, that is your own problem. But the right and the wise thing to do is to stop it. Listen, there's a saying that every new level would attract a new devil. It is normal. You want to enter a new level, get ready for a new devil. The devil will first of all confront you. You pass and you go through. Then it is what it is. You fail, then you remember where you are. Let's, let's akin the man Daniel in this case right now. Daniel was a man full of many troubles. Suddenly, the scripture began with Daniel and his friends being carried as slaves into Babylon. They brought them into Babylon. Suddenly, they said that they're going to feed them with the food. Listen, most of you, because you refuse to understand the language your situation is speaking, that's why you are still inside. Now, before I get, get into the, the story of Daniel, let me give, give us this now. Let me give us this. Now, let me use princess and Bridget as an example. They are the ones on my screen. Now, suddenly, these two people are praying for a promotion. They are praying for a new level. They are praying for a new season. And let's say they work in the same office. And a task has been given to them. Okay, both of you get 10, 10 clients as your exam to get into what the promotion that you have been praying for and asking for. Is my sound clear enough? All right. Get 10 customers, get 10 good clients to get into the promotion that you are asking of. And Bridget goes and start looking for clients, going through all kind of difficulties. As a matter of fact, 
maybe she has been getting 20 clients before but now that this client is for promotion it will be more difficult to find clients now yeah <laughs> most of you don't understand maybe before she could just get 20 clients in a week get 40 clients in one month get right now it would be more difficult for her to find a client because her promotion is tied to it so she was like ah me that will just go and just talk to one client and all of that they will just come and just like that they will just uh, just go ah, what is going on the few ones that will be there we say before i will uh, um sign with you uh i like you yeah, but you know i'm married if i get married what is marriage is anybody here is it not ah, what is happening with me but i know what's going on and if she's not wise enough she will do so the thing is not coming she will succumb okay she will now succumb to the situation and get in and the other person goes out there and goes and check for the client it is not coming through suddenly she went to the pastor and said my promotion is around the corner and i'm supposed to do the do this okay my daughter go it is well with you she goes out there suddenly while she get to work clients begin to appear on their own from nowhere from the left from the right from every corner they gather together and she submits so the other person that went to compromise now comes submit her profile even as the other one suddenly it could even be possible people who now took advantage of her will say sorry uh, we don't have the money to give you anymore something just came up or after she has submitted everything and all of that the company will say um, for now we choose to hold on the promotion or i'm sorry you are not qualified so now she started asking herself after all i did after all i went through you were not supposed to compromise you were not supposed to compromise so what am i trying to paint right now i'm trying to let us understand that certain situations and events in our life is a test the problem is we refuse to listen to the language the problem is speaking when i that was just just a week today i was at the hospital with my wife when she was to give birth you could hear different kind of choir practice you could hear different kind of choir song oh oh oh, oh from different angle and that the one that cried the more meant that they were more close to their miracle and so we're there Oh, we are not crying. They were just normal and walking around and going. And my wife was in pain. And you could hear the midwife that want to help her deliver say, yes, that's what we are looking for. I'm like, madam, this woman is in pain. I was saying that in my heart. He said, yes, the more the pain, then the more we are close to getting what we are looking for. So in the natural sense, nobody likes pain. In the natural sense, nobody wants pain. But in the labor room, pain is a language. I don't know if somebody's getting the point. I'm not talking about a baby now. We're talking about language in the spirit. In the labor room, pain is a language. You're dating a guy, suddenly you get into a point 
where things just change and things get heated up. Charlie, the problem now is not about the guy or about you. It is that you're about to step into a season of settlement. A season where you should get married. But something has seen ahead of you and they want to stop it. I pray for you that every situation speaking in your life now that you don't even understand, may God give you strength to overcome in the name of Jesus. Now, this is where the problem comes. Because of our ignorance, because of our blindness, we start praying against the problem that would have been an exam or a test to our next level. Jesus, it happened to him. When he saw the cross, he was about to die on. He went to Gethsemane and began to pray. If it is possible, let this cup pass. Let it... No, he was supposed to die on the cross. So why are you praying that the cross should go? You are supposed to die on this cross. You're supposed to die there to save us. So it's what most of us are doing. You don't want to go through the pain. You don't want to fight the battle. You don't want to stop the family altar. You don't want to stop that demon. And that is their victory for your children, for your grandchildren, for your great-grandchildren. That is their victory. But you are now the one succumbing to the situation that you are in right now. I pray for you one more time. Receive grace to overcome that challenge, that trouble, that trial. Receive grace to overcome in the name of Jesus. Receive grace to overcome in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So attacks are not just because you don't know how to pray. Attacks are not just because you have sinned. Attacks are not just because you are a bad person, you are a weak person. Sometimes it's a language in the spirit. Sometimes it means that Satan has now finally remembered you. Yeah, the devil forgot you since. He has now remembered you. If he can't touch your finances, he can't touch your health, he can't touch your children, he will come with scandal. He will come with scandal. Or will come with set up, make false accusations, or try to set you up to begin to make mistakes. The devil will always come. As long as you are a Christian, expect him. So don't be quick to cry. Have enough knowledge, have enough understanding and revelation to defend yourself. Okay? Have enough understanding. So now, if you read the story of Daniel, he was carried as a slave into Babylon. His friends, suddenly, a stupid king came from nowhere and said, he has made an image. Everybody should bow. If you don't bow, we will throw you into the fire. They left there. Suddenly, the king had now different issues. You could see the life of Daniel was from issue to issue, problem to problem, attack to attack. And him overcoming those attacks were part of the things that made him phenomenal. What made him the Daniel that we are speaking about today, even after two thousands of years, was because he overcame all the challenges. Most of us have left ourselves for the enemies. Most of us are tired of fighting. Most of us have surrendered at the feet of the enemies. Most of us, the enemies already prevailed because we choose not to understand what is going on. So, enemies of overflow. Overflow will come. Overflow is coming. But there are enemies that would want to stop the overflow of your joy, the overflow of your marriage. The, over the devil does not like gluten. Note that. 
The devil does not like good things. And you must perceive and understand what he is after in your life and know how to respond. Sometimes it's not prayer that you need. Sometimes it's not fasting that you need. Sometimes it's not uh, sleep that you need. You must understand how to respond to him at that time. Understand how to respond and get your victory. Please, don't be quick to panic in the face of warfare. Don't be quick to panic in the face of warfare. Don't be quick to panic. Sit down and read the language. What is this? Where is it from? How is it happening? From where to where? I think I was with uh, Mrs. Sika in my house yesterday. And after I finished with some admins, somebody who I had an appointment with came and came in very late. And I was like, okay, let's pray. While we began to pray, suddenly my bulb began to flicker. You know, some of us don't understand how to read demonic energy. There's something they call positive or negative energy. My bulb began to flicker. The light began to go off and on, off and on. And I think I mentioned it to her some time ago. So I looked at her. She was looking at me. I said, do you understand what's going on? She said, I understand little. I said, okay. While we began to pray, in the realms of the spirit, there was wind blowing all around the house. Fossil wind. I know she wasn't seeing it, but she could feel it. I said, can you feel what's happening here? She said, yes, I can feel it. You could feel a very dark energy. And this lady came, beautiful young lady, came very calm, calculated and collected, well-dressed. And I said, knee down, let's pray. The moment I held the hand to pray, the spirit reacted. Say, who are you? Who are you? Why did you say, why did you? Somebody who was just calm, normal, smiling, automatically is now reacting, ready to fight me. So if I was somebody who was ignorant, the next thing that I would say is that this person is a bad person. This person is somebody. No, there is something else that takes over people and turns them to a different thing. And all I could see the moment I held the lady's hand is that all her stars have been covered. And the moment I just declared that the spirit started crying out, say, this lady is supposed to be too rich. It's supposed to be too rich. It's supposed to be too rich, too, too big, too popular. But we have covered, we have covered that she will never shine. She's supposed to shine that everybody will know her. She wants to shine everywhere. That's the reason for all the attack. Not because she's a harlot. Not because um, she is this, not because, because the first time I spoke to that lady, I saw that she had made a mistake she was not supposed to make. I saw greatness all over her, but I saw at the same time the enemies after they said, Come and see me. I know I'm very busy, but come, look for a way. Just tell me, this guy said, You should see me physically. This is not online prayer. See me physically. And when she came, I, I knew why I, saw, I, I had to send that to come. Great destiny, massive destiny. But the enemies have picked on her that this one will make sure she doesn't shine. Listen to me wherever you are under the sound of my voice. If your problem looks bigger than everybody in your family, if it looks bigger than your friends and your colleagues, it's a sign that your destiny is bigger. So 
it is a responsibility that you carry. Also, Pastor, what do I do? I don't know what to do. I have prayed. I have fasted. I have done this. I understand you very well. Okay? I understand you. But what I'm going to tell you is that you should not give up. What I'm going to tell you is that you should not surrender. Increase your prayer. Increase your fasting. Increase everything you do. If you realize that you go through more than anybody in your family, the kind of attack on your health, nobody in your family goes through that. The kind of attack, spiritual attack, every time you sleep, somebody must, either they are pursuing you, they want to kill you, they want to, they are feeding you, they want to have sex with you. Every time a man comes into your life, something will happen. Listen, it means that that area of your life, that aspect of your life being attacked is where your glory is. So what do you do? Instead of you to give up, instead of you to surrender and cry, mount up wings as ego. Multiply yourself in prayer. Multiply yourself in fasting. Multiply yourself in giving. Listen, people don't understand the revelation behind my giving. People don't understand. It's not like, I was talking with my wife this week, I have told me to call my husband. If you happen to be a stingy pastor, he said the kind of SUV and suit you should be wearing and driving by now, people will be asking, say, but I don't know why you are just, okay, I understand, but just try and do something for yourself. I say, don't, don't worry, calm down. The future is more important than now. The future is more important. Everything that comes in has to go out to secure a future. Everything that comes, I know where I'm coming from. I know I know the battle there. I don't want them to catch up with me and I don't want to go back there. And one of the mysteries I have realized is prayer, loving God, and sacrifice. These are the mysteries I have, I have realized. And I'm holding them dear to my heart. I'm holding them dear to my heart. So there's no battle you can't win. The problem is that you feel you've already given yourself a mark of what you should do to come out. I have to pray two hours every day. So if it goes beyond two hours, I'm done. If it goes beyond two hours, what if the two hours is not enough? I have to fast once in a month. If What if it's not enough for your own situation? Oh, I only pay title. I will not give up free on gift seed. What if what you what you need is beyond that? Are you with me? So you must build up yourself. 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 Do everything in your power to fight for your destiny. And I pray that you will win. You will win. You will win. You will be, you will be victorious. You will be victorious in the name of Jesus. All right. Number one enemy of overflow is waiting to reap what you have not sown. 
waiting to reap what you have not sown. Galatians 6 verse 7. All right, if we can get these scriptures, I'll be glad. Galatians 6 verse 7, Proverbs 11 24. Waiting to reap what you have not sown. Automatically, you have delisted yourself from overflow. Waiting to reap what you have not sown. Automatically, you have delisted yourself from the possibility of overflow. The Bible said in Galatians 6, 7, while I wait for them, please help me this morning. I'll have a lot of scriptures for us to flip through. It said, whatever a man sow, he shall reap. So what you reap is as a result of what you have sown. Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. So, if you want to reap joy, you must sow what will create joy. If you want to reap respect, you must sow what will bring the, the harvest of respect. You want to reap acceptance. You must sow the seed that will create acceptance. It's like now you want answer from God, but you don't want to pray. Say, call upon him and he will answer you. That is the strategy. So sometimes what we are expecting to reap, we have not sown it. You see people who have broken a lot of process. You see people who have not aligned themselves to certain things to manifest. And suddenly they want to see that result in their life. So when they see somebody testify, they are interested in the person's testimony. But they don't want to know what did the person do. How long did the person wait? Listen. There's one nice prayer to pray. Oh, God of Hannah, answer me. It's a good prayer. But um, while you are calling upon the God of Hannah to answer you, are you aware of how long Hannah waited for her God? Oh, God of Sarah, you must do my own. Are you also aware of what Sarah went through with her God to get to where she got to? Waiting to reap what you have not sown is an opposite agreement and understanding of the principles of harvest. Proverbs 11 verse 24. So, it simply means that you will never get from life what you have not put in. It said, there is that scatter it and yet increase it. And there is that withhold it more than is meat, but it tended to poverty. Can I get another version of this scripture? Help me if, you, if I can get it. What the scripture is saying now, now let me show you something. You see the place with the bracket, with the place with the bracket means it is not in the original Bible. Anytime you find that bracket, you usually find it on your mobile phone Bible. You barely see your physical Bible. 
Anytime you find that bracket, it means it is not in the original Bible, number one. Number two, anytime you are reading your Bible, you see anywhere they wrote in italics. It means that that, that text is not in the original Bible. They added it for understanding. So that means the original rendition is, there is the scattered and yet increased, and that. So that there is is not there. And that withholdeth more than is meet but to poverty. So the dearies would have been out and extended would have been out. But it was added to get a clearer picture of the whole, the whole thing. So this scripture is saying that there's a group of people that every time they receive, they scatter it. They plant it. They sow it. It said they don't hold back. They, what happens to them is increase. He said, but there's another group of people that hold back. They receive, they are keeping it. They are banking it. They are hiding it. They are covering it. That is not just the issue now. He said they withhold more than is meet. So that means there is a level that you should not gather certain things to. It becomes a problem. He said they will enter into poverty. Let me read the other version. One person gives freely, yet gains more. Another withholds unduly. So withholding is not a problem, but let it not be undue, but comes to poverty. NLT, give freely and become more wealthy, but stingy and lose everything. So in our economic world, the understanding is this. The understanding is this. Gather a lot and increase. Gather a lot and increase. If you scatter a lot, you'll be poor. But you must understand, those who are into economics, who understand finance and banking will tell you that every time you gather money and keep, money is losing value because of inflation. So the wise ones don't gather money to keep. They invest money. The wise ones don't gather money to keep. They invest money. But those who are not wise would gather money, keep it in the bank for 10 years, for 5 years. By the time you go to collect your 1 million that you kept 10 years ago, the value has now become 700. So the same thing the Bible is saying, that even in the realms of the Spirit, those that gather and keep. So there is a law that makes them lose everything. He said, but those who understand the strategy of loosening their hands, getting themselves positioned, he said they must increase. So overflow is possible, but you will never receive whatever you have not put into life. You will never receive. Somebody comes up, has no political ticket, does not belong to a political party, has no nothing, nothing around politics, and is praying to become the president of Ghana. It is possible. It is very possible. But it will be in your dream, not in reality. It will be in your dream. You just dream and see yourself in the dream. You are now a president and signing a lot of 
document and all of that but that will be the highest of it in your dream you must put in what you are expecting what do you want to see tomorrow what do you want to see next year what do you want to see next week have you put it in now joseph put in effort in his dream and interpretation and suddenly joseph entered into the palace you see Everybody you see and say, ah, people just appear from nowhere and began to shine. It's not true. No, it's not true. I happened to be with a man of God a few days ago that was telling me about Pastor Elvis, a German of Alpha Hour. And he said, this man's rising is mysterious, but people don't know the things underneath this man's rising. He said, there is no father of faith in this land. There is no major prophet in this land who this man has not gone to, knelt down, lied, lied down to receive a prophetic word from them. He said, there's none. He said, when he, was, when he was there, you will see him coming around, going. While he began, an half hour was like he was now gaining a name. If what he did immediately was to run to Nigeria. Immediately, he ran to Nigeria, went to meet um, Pastor Jerry Eze, who he knew already has an authority over the internet when it comes to prayer session. Ran to Pastor Jerry Eze, and the video, the picture went viral. The next thing he did was to go to Joseph Selman immediately. Listen, if you don't understand what to do, if you rise, you will fall, or you might never rise at all. So he went to tap into these graces, came back and sat down. And right now, even those who have been dead, those who have mega churches, they cannot gather the attendance is gathering online. They cannot gather it. There are strategies to these things. When you see men ruling and rising, don't envy them. Ask them questions. Nobody just rises up suddenly from nowhere. Nobody. Nah, nobody. There is something they have been doing behind the scene. There is something they have been doing behind the scene. Somebody who I know saw a crap prayer conference we've had. And instead of coming to ask me, how did you do prayer conference in Accra that you have no church there and there was no if people we are, people we are available, and they went to do a prayer conference. Say we prophesy fire, and they can prophesy. Nobody came. Nobody came. So the next thing they will say is that you are doing, you are using juju, or you are doing something. You see, to every level somebody has entered, and you have not entered, it looks like juju. To every level somebody has entered and you have not been able to assess it, it looks like there's, a judicial, there's nothing nowhere. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So please, don't envy people. Don't fight them. Ask them questions. How did you get here? What did you do? Every time I come around great men, the first thing I ask, what did you do? This aspect of your life, I love it. I envy it. What did you do? A man of God who have been um, saying some kind of nonsense for some time now, even 
it goes to our Facebook page and say, ah, look at it, they are prophesying. He said, can't you see that he has two phones? Can't you see that he has two phones? I hear the things, I keep quiet and I smile. Say, we use the other phone to go, when you see your face on Facebook, you will use the other phone to go to your Facebook to go and check your details, then we use it to prophesy. Or there's somebody is checking for him, the person will send him a message, then that's what he used to prophesy. Few days ago, he had a dream that he sent to me, that he had a dream and um, this and that and that and that. All the dream was pointing to was that I have to impact him with the prophetic mantle. That was all the dream was pointing to. I have to impact him. I told him I don't know the meaning of the dream. I don't know. I said, I don't know the meaning of the dream. They should, they should wait. And almost all my posts is liking them, is following them. And I smile, I keep looking. I don't know the meaning. I said, I will keep praying. Eh? Anytime I hear, see the meaning, I will tell you. He said, okay. I said, God bless you. Bye-bye. Until Jesus come, me, I don't know the meaning of the dream. People are just stupid for no reason. Stupid for no reason. I look for all that we do is to carry phone and be going to look for. Okay, if I come now, I carry my phone. I go to Joanna's Facebook page. I say, Joanna, you are from Pando. Okay, so how does that bring blessing to Joanna? Okay, she's from Pando. So what happened? Prophecy can show your location. That is true. But look after that. So what happened? How does that settle her problem? How does that solve her problem? You see, what people don't know, anything people don't understand, they criticize. What they understand, they will fight it. That is why me, I don't talk. Oh, no, 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 no. My wife will tell me, why do you keep hiding yourself? I say, don't worry. The time to show will come. Why do you keep hiding yourself? This thing, show you, this thing. I said, don't worry, time to show will come. I don't talk. Anything people don't understand, they will criticize. Anything they understand, they will fight it. Apart from pot being and few persons, nobody is aware my wife has given birth. In fact, I told them in my house, anybody that comes to the house to visit the baby this since last week till now, block the person. Nobody should pass my door. My baby is not, is not artifact in museum. Nobody. Till next week. It is, it is, am I not the father? When I was in the labor, when I was there, contracting with the mother, were you there? When I was walking the walk, were you there? You appear from there, I want to see baby. If I catch you, if I catch you, da! Stay your house. If you have gifts, bring the gift to me. I'm the baby's father. I'll collect the gift on her behalf. You want to come and see baby? Who does that? Stay one place. You. Nobody. Nobody. Till after when I'm ready. I was contracting now. Sisika was there. As they were doing push, which I was pushed. I was sweating under air condition. And I want to come and tell me. Some people will just give birth, carry the picture they have posted on Facebook, carry the picture posted on... My baby's face is not appearing on any social media. Maybe she's one year, two years, three years. It's not appearing. Any picture I will post will be passed behind. Except it's a group picture 
or she will, you will see the picture from her back. You, know, you won't see her face. What do you want to use it to do? You want to give her money. You want to give her money. Ta! Come on for them. Listen, hide yourself. Oh. People don't like you. People don't like you. There are plenty. They, they don't like you. They don't like you. It's you that, if you feel white teeth, it's white heart. You feel that white teeth is white heart. A lot of you, you would have been great by now, eh? but your parents were careless. Why they give birth to you? Everybody have come to greet you. Some collected your star. Some collected your glory. Some took your marriage. Some took everything they saw. They were collecting it. Some of you would have been great. Your parents were careless. Your parents were careless. My wife was asking me, uh, will you do outdoor? I say, which outdoor? What happened to my door? Did my door break? Uh, name each other. So what happened to, I can't name my child by myself. What happened to my mouth? I carry my baby. I named her right there the day she was born. I gave her name. So what are you looking for again? What are you looking for? Haba. Listen, hide yourself. Hide yourself. It is better people don't know how you are making it and they are seeing you make it. Most of you, you, you reveal information too fast. There's a lady now. I just saw you under the sound of my voice. Once a guy enters your life, your mouth will begin to leak. You don't know how to keep your relationship from your friends. And um, see you. So if a guy come now and the guy, you always try to say it to them in a, as if you want to cover it, but you are very unwise. So if a guy does like this, does like that, what does he mean? Ah. Is there any guy coming? No, there's no guy. No, there's a guy. Talk now. No, it's not serious. And just one guy that is saying, my friend, shut up. Shut up. Shut the hell up and sit down. A woman had miscarriage, uh, had miscarriage, uh, and she came after prayers. She got pregnant. I said, madam, come. Do you want to give birth? Pastor, yes, I want to give birth. Tell me anything that we do. I brought a seed that says, it's not the seed, but bring it first. I'll collect the seed. Bring it. I collected the seed first, put it in my pocket. I said, okay. Now, hold your mouth. She held it. I said, that's all you need to give birth seed. For the seed there, I didn't ask for it, but I collected it. You don't need seed. If you like, so one. So I've been giving. I don't know why. I said, shut up. Shut up. That's all you need to give birth. Your mouth is too open. Your mouth is too, shut up. Shut up and never step into your village until you give birth. She will not get pregnant. Six months, pium, to the village to go and see the mother. Do you want to give birth to chief priest? They have run to the village. They have run to the village. They have to run to the village. Even if the Igwe is Igwe that you are pregnant for, tell the Igwe that you are, you are tired of coming to the village. Hide yourself. Hide your source, please. The secret to your blessing, anything that brings you blessing, hide it. Let people see your results. Let people see your testimonies. Hide your source. The reason why the people that used to know me, the people that have been around for a while, they don't understand me, is that they know. One was asking me, say, sir, um, all of us have been in this ministry. We have, I know that you, Professor, you hear God. He said, but your prophetic has changed. What is happening? We are hearing things. We look at what they are saying. I say they should say what they want to say. They should say what they want to say. He said, tell me what is happening. I say, if I tell you, 
then the secret is out. So leave it. Join them. They say, no, I won't join them. I say, don't worry. Stay where you are. Stay where you are. Let people argue about you. Just be making your result. May God give us wisdom. Number two, enemy of overflow is thinking you must reap where you have sown. Number one is waiting to reap what you have not sown. Number two, thinking that where you sow is where you must reap. Get me back that first scripture, Galatians chapter 6 verse 7. Galatians 6 verse 7. If you had followed my WhatsApp status this week, I've taken part of this um, teaching. I've posted it on my WhatsApp and all that. It said, be not deceived or be not mocked. Okay, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth. It did not say where. Whatso for whatsoever. So if you sow love in Ghana, Everybody in Ghana might hate you. But you enter into America, from the entrance, everybody is loving you. You don't always reap where you sow, but you must reap what you sow. Let me repeat. You don't always reap where you sow, but you must reap what you sow. You must understand that God is the rewarder, not a rewarder. God is the one that rewards. Men can give you a word, but God is the one that gives you reward. Listen, life is not government job that they pay you salary. Life is all about the reward of God. Men can give you a word. They can clap for you. Oh, it's important that people acknowledge you. Oh, you are doing fine. You did this for me. They appreciate you. But understand that God is the rewarder. You help people. Take, listen, come to a point where you give removing your heart. Help people remove your heart. Stop only helping those that can help you back. Stop only giving to those that can give you back. Do it and remove your heart. That whatever that can come, can come. I'm doing it because of God. And if that becomes your heart condition, then you can never be disappointed. You can never be disappointed. If you read the book of Hebrews 11 verse 1, verse 6. Hebrews 11 verse, 1, verse 6. It said, he that must come to God must come believing that God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. He that must come. So if you if you must, he said it's not it's a choice. But if you make up your mind that you want to follow God, follow God with the understanding that He's the rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. Faustina, place your hands on your eyes for me. I saw something and suddenly be pierced into your eyes, and you began to have issues with your sight. I pray in the name of Jesus, I cancel it now. I cancel whatever kind of growth, any kind of growth that would that should appear in your eyes for them to demand for a surgery. I cancel it this morning. 
in the name of Jesus. Every issue with your eyes be corrected now. In Jesus' name, I call it done. So, understand that God is the rewarder. Listen, how it will happen, how the reward will come, there's no formula. I told us on Facebook days ago, if you know where your blessing will come from, then it's not God. If you know where your blessing will come from, then God is not involved. A journey of faith demands that a lot of things will be hidden from you. I said this on Facebook. Those of you that always want to know everything about your life by the prophetic, you are wrong. You are wrong. You are wrong. And it's not possible to know everything about your life. The journey of the believer is the journey of faith. Hebrews 11 verse 1. For now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So you, you will not see it, but you have to trust God that the God leading you knows what he's doing. Where will my next meal come from? I don't know, but I trust God. They said that will be great. God can tell you what you will be in the future. You will own a house. You will own a car. You will build estate. You will be dead. How you will get there from where you are now does not make sense. All you know is that you are going to school. All you know is that you are a civil servant. All you know is that you are a business person. But how to enter there? You don't even know. But listen, can you trust God? If you have to go to school, you have to do your job, whatever you have to do, do it. But trust God. A lot of us now, you are becoming weary and confused because you go here for prophecy, go here for prophecy, go here for prophecy. Go here. So all you are looking for is tell me what will happen in my future. I want to know my future so that the, the, the highest thing God is going to do for is going to tell you, Roki, I want to make you a doctor. There's a calling upon your life. There is this or that's enough. The next thing you do, it is now your responsibility to follow God day by day. Follow God day by day. Okay, so how do I escape the enemy stopping me? So how do I enter? So how do I go? You begin to work on it. Thank you. So Paul said in the book of James that the faith without work is dead. It is the journey of faith. If you know everything, you don't need God anymore. If you know everything, you don't need God anymore. Now, let me give an example. Every woman knows their menstrual cycle. Every woman knows their menstrual cycle. If it does, if it if happened that it goes out, then there's a medical error or something that happened. So when this month on come, they don't need a prophet to tell them next month that this will be when it will be coming. They know how to calculate it. They have their own prophetic number and code to search for it. So now, they don't need God. Do you know why? Because they know. Are you following me? Because they know they don't need God. But when something now happens beyond, suddenly the whole thing is gone, 
and yet the woman is not pregnant, she begins to get worried. After she has tried what she can do medically, it is not working. The next thing she does is to get a prophetic word or prayer. Something is not right. Now they need God because they no more know what is going on. They can't explain anymore. But when they could explain it, they don't need God. So if you know where your money will come from, you will stop being a Christian. Yeah. If you know where your marriage will come from, how and when it will happen, you won't take God serious. If you know how you will manifest the prophecy upon your life, you will not be able to follow God well. So the journey with God is a mystery. Anybody that goes through delay and repeated disappointment, check yourself. One of your biggest problems could be that you always trust the source that you expect it to come from. Oh, I know that it's my uncle that will do it. I know, I know my uncle is the one that will give me the money. Oh, this guy is the one that will marry me. This guy loves me. Eh? I can never break my heart. Hey, this guy, suddenly the guy is the one that gave you, that the one that left you with the biggest pain. Never let anybody take the place of God in your life. Never let anybody take the place of God in your life. Let me repeat. Never let anybody take the place of God in your life. You will cry. You will regret your life. Listen, God is going to help you through men. But don't put your heart on men. Move on. You see me? If you make a promise to me, I might just talk about it. My heart has left you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. My heart has left you. My, my heart is on God. I, I don't care. Admit, oh, I'll give privilege, privilege. So I barely get, I don't get heartbreak. For where? Me, they are the one that give people heartbreak. Hey, that's a novel. Has anybody given broken heart before? No, it's me. A broken heart, sir. A broken people's heart, sir. God, have mercy on me. It was ignorance. It was ignorance. So when you put your heart now, when, let me say, I tell Faustina, I'll buy you a car. I tell Princess, I'll buy you a car. Faustina says, okay, and begin to tell everybody around, out of joy. Ah! Pastor said he would buy me a car. She's excited. She's joyful, expectant. She's now praying. Oh God, my car is coming. If I should go to enroll in a driving school because I have said. And Princess said, okay, no problem. Princess, she was excited, but she didn't tell anyone. She didn't take it to heart. Move on with her life. And suddenly, I disappoint both of them. Do you know Faustina will feel the pain more? Because now, how will I tell people that it, I didn't get the car anymore? So now, and she has been dreaming. In fact, the funny thing is to get to a point where you will dream and she will not see herself driving. Okay, so she will even cry, cry. She will see herself driving in the, in the dream. Somebody who doesn't know how to drive, oh, she's turning steady as if she's turning, uh, what is it called, Banku? As somebody staring Banku and Fufu. 
She just staring, staring the thing inside the dream. Woo, turning the steering. She wake up. Hey, I dreamt too. I was driving. And that means the car there will come and need it. So the car there, it will come and all of that. So take off your heart. When people make promise to you, listen to them. Agree, believe it, but go, go back to God and empty your heart. Are you following me? This is how to reduce disappointment, heartbreak and promise and fail in your life. Remove your heart and go and do your thing. Else, you're going to go through pain. Understand that God is the one that used men to bless you. So if God chooses to change the man, relax. If the man chooses to disappoint you, God cannot disappoint. Focus on the man and focus on God and let the man be. Please don't let anybody play the role of God in your life. There are people now in your life who are playing the role of God. Listen, either the one day they will disappoint you or one day God will allow them to die just for you to come back home. Some of you, you don't pray for money. Yeah, you don't pray for money. Do you know why? Your father is there. Your uncle is there. Your boyfriend is there. Your husband is there. So you don't pray for money. Am I saying we must pray for money? No. But create a system that despite who is in your life, you don't use them to replace the place of God. I believe it helps. But once a helper becomes God in your life, Charlie, you are in trouble. Once a helper becomes God in your life, you are in trouble. And if you are listening to me, there is somebody you are becoming God in their life. Be careful. Be careful. Because you can just suddenly begin to go through challenges you cannot explain. Not because of you, but because you've made yourself God in somebody's life. One of the greatest problems we have is that sometimes we try to help people that God has not helped. Yes. Somebody God is taking through his school. Listen, when Joseph was in the pit, if you had come to try to bring him out, to bring him to the palace, you would have died. When Joseph was in the pit, if you had tried to bring him to the palace, you would die on the journey. When Joseph was in Potiphar's house, if you had tried to carry him to the palace, you would have died or you would be scandalized or you would be arrested because that was not the time. So there are people we are helping to break process. Why? I don't want them to suffer. I don't want them to go. There are suffering that is important. You must go through. Yeah, it is necessary that you go through it. So instead, teach people to rejoice in all situations. Help them, but find out from God what role should I play. How you will know, you know them by prayer. This is where I say everybody should be prophetic. Your discernment should show you that this one doesn't need what you're about to do. The people that come to me, oh, this, that, 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 I said, okay, you don't need prayer, you need money. I'll give them money. Some will come, they, 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 they. I say, you don't need money. What you need now is go back to prayer and go back to your Bible. I'll give them scripture, give them this. The highest I'll give to such person is transport or money for food. That's the highest I'll give to such person. While there are some, I'll give them good money. Go and start up a business. You don't need prayer right now. You don't need prayer right now. 
Somebody reached out to me. Oh, this is not working. That's not working. I said, what do you do? Oh, he's doing it. I said, you don't need prayer. Don't need prayer. She, on this platform, I've, I've never met her one-on-one. -on -one. Like, I think I've met her once. So you don't need prayer. You don't need prayer right now. You need to go and learn a, a trade. How much do you need? He said, I don't know. I said, go and check it back. She went to check him back. I forwarded the money to her. I said, go and learn your business. And now she's learning uh, fashion designing. She will be done very soon. So it's not prayer that you need. We have, we have dealt with, with all the demons. What you need now is support. Another sign, physical sign, of people who don't need support, okay, is that any time you try to help them, you enter into problem. It is not always a demon. Sometimes God is behind it. Every time you try to help them or you help them, you will enter into problem. Every time you, you promise to help them, you will forget. Every time you help them, your finance will have problem, your job will have problem, your car will have problem. Sometimes it's not a demon that is fighting them. God is, say, is talking that this one does not need your help. Let her be, let him be. Number two are people that easily change their attitude. Anytime you help them, they begin to misbehave. Anytime you want to help them, suddenly they will just exhibit a character. You'll be shocked. Where are they from? They, listen, don't dispute the, this fact. They are suffering. Yeah, things are hard in their life. They cannot eat. They, can, they are suffering, but they don't need help. There's something God is taking them through. God wants them to learn. And these are people, from my experience, they never learn. They always complain. I don't know why. Things are hard. I don't know why. I don't know why. They, will, they, all, they are very bitter. My uncle is not helping me. My uncle is very rich. He doesn't want to help me. My auntie is very that. Very bitter people. Help them at the end. You will, you will see ingratitude. You will see character. Somebody who reached out to me, complained and murmured and murmured, not on this platform, somewhere else. I said, okay, don't worry. How much do you need? Mention the money in thousands. I said, okay. I handed the money over to him as a test. I told him, I said, this money is a loan. Just take it. I don't loan money. I'm not, I don't, I don't give loans. I don't. I don't, I'm not a Ghana commercial bank. Just a test. I said, take, go and do what you want to do. T date, story upon story. Oh, um, the money was ready. Um, one of his friends came that the child is sick. He gave the money to the friend. I said, what are you saying? So money I somebody gives to you. You promise seven days. Now your friend's child is sick. You give the money to your friend. Ask what? Oh, it's not like that. He's sorry. Next week. I, I was laughing where I was. I was laughing. I said, this one thinks he's wise. He thinks he's wise. But you just revealed that. So when you see some people suffering, and the guy is very hardworking, but there's no integrity. When such person suffer, what will you say? You will say that God is not being fair. Or you see them suffer, you will say that, ah, life is not fair. This guy by now should have been at the top. This guy should be. If that guy climbs, he will come down. It's, I'm not God, though, but there's a way, there's a principle to life. If I thought he climbed, he will fall. As some of you listening to me, you have that character. You have that attitude. You are stopping your greatness. There is something called integrity. Build it at all costs. 
build integrity at all costs. It's a currency. That people can trust you is a currency. Now, if, let's say, um, Olivia, I called Olivia because I wanted to give something to Shine. And she lives around Shine. So I called, I said, Olivia, please, Shine needs this money for food. Give it to her. And Olivia takes the money. And Shine reached out to me two days later. I said, but Pastor, you promised me you give me money. I did not receive it. And I'm like, what well, I gave it to your friend to give to you. So I didn't see it. Now, another time comes, somebody has reached out to me. She needs help or he needs help. And I called Olivia again. I said, take this money, go give to that person. And the person calls out again after one week and said, I didn't see it. And I called her one day, sent her on an errand. I said, please, um, I want to send you to uh, this place. Go and collect this money from for me and bring it. She went there. The money did not come back complete. Or she came back and began to tell me story. Now, suddenly, somebody somewhere has now called me, says, come and come to um, U.S. We want to have you in the U.S. Come for a vacation or come for something and all that. Do you think I will send Olivia? So I'm looking for somebody that will represent me now. Do you think I will send her? So now, honor has come. Overflow has come. Favor has come. Increase has come. Blessing has come that I would have sent her. I would send her. The person saying yes, either you are not listening or you are guilty of this situation. I won't send her because why? Her past records have shown that she cannot be trusted. Integrity is broken. So if you are somebody, that's why I told us the number one point is that waiting to reap what you have not sown is a scam. Most of you now, where you are now, you, you contributed to where you are now. The suffering you are in now. The strandedness you are in now. The being single you are in now. You contributed to it. What you did to guys. Hey, sister. What you did to guys. Some of the guys, what you have done to ladies. Oh. So right now, all you want to play is Arukeli's song. If I could turn, turn back the hands of time, tally. the hands of time are broken. The work clock, they, they broke the hand. Both the second, the minutes and the hour, the hand has broken. So you will do just stay. Just, just stay. Just stay. So we get to a point, we realize that we've sown. I understand some of them happen by ignorance. Some of them environment, upbringing, and all of that. But you realize now that you've sown what you are reaping. Okay? We thank God for mercy. We thank God for the place of mercy. God will show mercy and restore. God will show mercy and redeem. Yeah, mercy is there. Restoration is there. He will redeem you. He will restore you. But henceforth, start sowing good seed. Because you don't keep sowing the bad seed and expect to get a good one. 
I know of a lady who was to get married to a pastor in Kumasi. And when the pastor is a Nigerian, when the family of the pastor began to ask questions, it happened that everybody knows this girl in Kumasi. I'm not saying they know her in one part of Kumasi. If you are not interested in the person, I don't understand why. Explain. Explain. This lady is known all over Kumasi that she has married, she marries rich men for, for fun. She look, enters rich family, look for a rich guy, enter. Sometimes they don't get married legally, just enter, give birth, then collect all the guy's money, she's out. Marry a rich man, divorce for money, and if the person loves you and you don't want you don't love them back, you go now. Listen, people must live your life. You must live people's life. It's a sign of growth. How you live matters. Okay? Don't live people's life hurting them and insulting them because you don't like them. Number one. Number two, some people you don't like. They are not the problem. You are the problem. Some people you don't like. They are your destiny partners. But when you are, number one, when somebody begins to have spiritual marriage, you start hating the right people. When you are under manipulation, you start hating the right, let me tell you my own story, me, me, me. I never liked fair ladies. If you are fair, I have nothing to do with you. Are you with me? If you are fair, avoid me. If you are not slim, don't come close to me. Yeah. That's, that was it for me. So a lot of fair ladies I would have gotten married to. I, the way I ran, eh? The way I ran. And I swore... I must marry a Nigerian and I must marry Igbo by fire by force. It was not for any other thing, no. just for Nigerian food. Nothing else. It's a stupid policy. Until I began to see life. And it dawned on me that marriage and life is beyond tribe, is beyond color and certain things. If it's for the food, somebody can learn. So I realized those that cook for me, I taught them how to make Nigerian food, the one I can make. And when I was to marry my wife, I started teaching her, this is how I make my food, this is how it's done, this is how it's done, this is how it's done, and all of that. And I realized that it's not by color. You can have somebody that is dark and their heart is dark. You can have somebody that is fair and their heart is dark. You can have somebody that is dark and the heart is white. So there are other things you look out for beyond the physique. Some ladies would have been married. They are looking for tall guys. They don't want short guys. That's why they are single. They are looking for tall guys. Some ladies would have been married. They are looking for um, um, guy. The guy's stomach is too big. They would have been married. They would have been married. The stomach is too big. What are you did? Are you living inside the stomach? It could be the guy happened to just be a careless person who eats late in the night. 
It could be somebody, a careless person who has nobody to help him. There are things that my wife is even the one that helped me to begin to adjust on them. I wasn't good at it. For example, I'm not the kind of person that knows how to say I love you. It, it sounds strange to me. All my life, T did. I've never had my father say I love you to my mother, T did, over 30 years. So where, where should I learn it from? I miss you is like a curse in my ear. Miss what now? First day I told my father I miss you. I almost collected slap. Like what? Miss me? For what? When did that one start? What kind of rubbish is that? Am I your mate? I almost took slap for telling my father I miss you. Thank God the man is changing now. It was like it is, our house was like a military barrack. Miss what? How dare you? Miss me? Who are you? I don't, it's not like I don't care about people. I care about you, but I cannot show that I care about you. But my wife can make me feel guilty with care. Are you okay? I will ask her, should I not be okay? Say, it's just a question. I said, this question is too, uh, you just gave me food. I'm eating. You have walked past and come to ask me, are you okay? I said, if not that I know you, I would have suspected that you put something inside the food. I would have suspected you that you put something inside this food. You just gave me food. You walk past. Are you okay? You came back. Are you okay? But now, you want, if you want to kill me, tell me that you want to kill me. Or we'll start laughing. But that's it for her. She cares to fought. But me, dear, I can be with you 24 hours. I've not asked you, how are you? If I ever ask you, cry, I'm just asking so that it won't look like I didn't ask you. But from my heart, you're on your own. As long as I've given you money, as long as I see your face, you are alive. No problem. Nothing, no demon can, they can't kill you, they can't do anything. They just be there, let's do and we'll go. That is it for me. I had issue with accountability because I've lived all my life all by myself. I don't want to tell anybody where I am. So my wife would, uh, I'm going, where are you going? I say, why are you asking me? I can't tell God. I'm just asking now so that when you go out and at least somebody can say you went here. I say, is it by force? Nothing will happen. I'll not, I will come back. I had those issues. But I realized that she was better than me in those areas. What I had no emotion, no, no emotion. Anything called feeling emotion, love, it was dead. I, I, I didn't have it. I didn't have it. So I realized she was better than me in that area. So I started listening to her and began to learn. I began to learn. So she became my teacher in that regard. So I told her one day, I said, now I understand life better, that I don't know everything and you don't know everything. So let's help ourselves. What I don't know, I will leave it for you while I'm learning from you. What you don't know, don't argue with me. Leave it for me while I'm teaching you. And life is simple. Life is simple. If I had married based on what I wanted. Oh, by now, I'm sure I will be crying. There was this girl, my pastor, I said, this is the will of God. This is the will of God. Everybody was aware. He said that this is the will of God. I went back to prayer. God said, that's not my will. Ah, oh God, my pastor said, this is the will of God. And God said, this is not my will. I left the person. In fact, they've told the girl that they shouldn't worry because me, I was so humble and so loyal. No, not humble, so loyal to my pastor that anything he said I would do. But this one there, for the first time, I, I chose otherwise because I heard God. So this one there, I have to recheck. So I'm sorry, I can't do this. 
Oh, body that says, no, 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 I can't do it. It's me. I know who I can live with and who I cannot live with. And all of that. They promise the girl, oh, that the girl who, and me and the girl will marry and blah, blah. Do you know how many, was it, I don't know, two months or three months after I chose that I'm not doing that, I'll move on with my life. The report came that this girl was pregnant for another person. Was it up to three months? I'm not sure. This girl was pregnant for another person. So which means all this while they were saying she's the will of God, she was sleeping around. Left the church. Went to, okay, she was still in the church because I went to do engagement. Nobody was aware in the church. So the way the whole thing was, eh, by the time I would have said yes, eh, this lady would have set me up. She'll be pregnant and said that I'm the one that impregnated her when I knew nothing about it. This is why you must hear God. Ah, hear God. They brought somebody else. Ah, this one is the that I said, okay. The person was nice, fire brand. Then crash, you could pray more than my wife. This lady can prophesy. If you bring her on this platform, she will prophesy to on, on everybody here, one after the other, accurately. So because of that, I said, man, this one is pastor, can be good for pastor's wife. I've seen the ministry material. So let me just marry her. We can do ministry. And ah, I was imagining the way both of us, would, if we preach in one service, the kind of power and fire will release everything. The way we will turn the place upside down. But the more I tried to do everything to make it work, problems began to come up. It got to a point I knew God was saying something. God was saying something. I ran for my life. And from where I'm standing now, I'm glad I missed out every of those opportunities. Yeah, I'm glad. The day I took my marital decision serious, I was praying one day. Suddenly, I saw a ring on my hand. I was single then, seven, eight years. I saw a ring on my hand. What is God said to me? He said, your greatest fulfillment in life will be tied to who you can marry to. God spoke to me myself. See, your greatest, anything you think you've seen in life, see, the greatness of your life is tied to your marriage. So from that day, Charlie, me, I don't care how I love you. I don't care how I love you. I don't care how I am close to you. Once God tells me you are not the one, the why are we wrong? Whether I'm breaking your heart, I'm breaking your liver, I'm not interested to check. You're on your own. Whatever that has to be broken will be broken. Number three. Number three, enemy of overflow is impatience. Number three, enemy of overflow is impatience. Impatience. Galatians 6 verse 9. Tell me that scripture. Listen, let us understand that life works in process. Stop skipping process. No matter the prophecy over your life, no matter what you do, who you are, please stop skipping process. Life does not work by age, 
give me just verse 9. I don't want 7 and 9. Galatians 6 verse 9 only. Galatians 6 verse 9. All the people that post my scripture. Today, Mount Sinai that used to post Christ. Today, I'm not seeing a hand. Francisca that used to post, I'm not seeing a Jessica, I'm sure their husband has come, so she's enjoying her life. Um, all the people that post my scripture, what's happening? I want to leave verse 9. Uh, the husband has come, so she's not online early. She's telling us, husband has come, oh, husband has come, husband has come. Oh. Papa, why is she not online early? Maybe she's helping the husband wash his car. If the husband comes, she has to help him wash his car and clean the car so that the car will be neat for the next trip. Why are you laughing? If there's anything behind more than that, I don't know what you are thinking. Only you know. She has to help him wash the car and all of that. Because the, the, dust, the dust on the road will make the car dirty. All right. Um, Galatians is, I don't know why you are laughing, no. I, I'm not aware of anything. I just said that. He's helping wash the car. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So, yeah, my daughter, my daughter. Impatience is an enemy of overflow. Impatience is an enemy of overflow. Listen. Any giving you cannot be relaxed about, don't do it. Okay? Any giving that will not make you be at peace, don't do it. You carry your house rent and you, you are trusting God. Maybe you are looking for rent of um, 30,000 Ghana cities. You have 10,000. And suddenly you feel like giving it to God. And your heart is if you give it to God now, two days, God will give you um, 50,000. I have an advice for you. Carry the money, go and play Luto. Don't come and disturb God. Don't come and disturb Pastor. Just carry the money. Go and look for Luto and play. And rest. Any giving you cannot give and be at peace, don't do it. Because most of you, you don't love God. You don't give out of love. You give out of game. You're playing games. If I give God this 200 now, you see, give, it shall be given unto you. One, good measure. Two, press together. Three, sh um, shaking together. Press down, running over. So five. So two times five. So uh, if I give this 200, I should be able to get like 1,002 plus my with my capital, that is thousand two by the end. Go and look for business and do, or go and play Luto and allow God to rest. Any giving you will not do and be at peace, don't do. Stay on your own. It's not a game. This thing works in process. Listen, from where I stand, I have some seeds I have sown. The crazy gift, in fact. I received prophetic direction. Some I heard God myself. Some the prophet or the man of God said, ah, in seven days, I give the city. Now, I have not seen the reward. One thing I have in mind is that giving never dies. But don't fix your heart on when the reward will come. Okay? When I was even mature, I only give when, once the man of God promised, ah, 
if you if you give this, you become a millionaire. I see. I will just run out. Oh yeah, I'm already preparing two weeks. I just buy a car to do car to do car. Charlie, one year will pass. One year cries too much. One month, I'm already having high blood pressure. But the moment I realize this, I don't wait for any promise to give any seed. It is now a covenant to me. So don't love somebody because you want them to love you back. If all of us learn to love, I love you. I don't need to tell you to love me back. You love me. You don't need to tell me to love you back. It becomes easy. If all of us show honor and respect, I don't need to tell you to respect me back. You don't need to tell me to respect you. Every one of us just have the lifestyle of honor. Life becomes easy. But too much expectation, too much expectation brings us out of patience and makes life become difficult. Listen, no matter how hungry you are, you came back home. What you have is raw yam, raw beans, raw rice. You will not eat raw food out of hunger. You put the food on fire, it's not done, and you are hungry. You will not eat it. You will wait for the food to be done. So, patience. Patience. Imagine if Gehazi was patient. Gehazi would have been one of the greatest prophets that ever lived. Because he would have received triple portion or quadruplet portion. Because Elijah had one portion. Give Elisha double portion. So Elisha would have given Gehazi more. But impatient because he wanted, why you are still serving, you want to be rich. I don't know how we see life. Oh. The season of service is a season to be broke. Yes. It's a season to be stranded. It's a season of confusion. A season of service is a season of to manage. But impatience took Gehazi out of the place he was supposed to be. Please, let's learn to be patient with the things of the kingdom. Learn to be patient with the things of God. Everything is not demons. Well, there's no demon fighting you. It is just timing. It is just timing. Some demons are misbehaving just because your time has not come. Just keep praying. Keep loving God. The moment your time comes, nothing, 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 no chain of hell. Timing. The authors in your family, they are speaking because time has, the, the time has not manifested. If the time comes, the way God will suppress everything, it will look as if you had never had a problem before. And people look at you, you won't even look like what you've been through. I decree that your divine timing should manifest. Your divine season will manifest in the name of Jesus. Your time to shine. Your time to prosper. Your time to be lifted. Your time for establishment. Let it manifest now. Let your time 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 manifest in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I think I can take one more and we'll call it a day. We'll continue another time. Enemy of overflow. Number four is murmuring. Get me Numbers 11 verse 1. Murmuring, murmuring. When you begin to complain, when you begin to complain, murmuring is an enemy of your overflow. Numbers 11 verse 1. 
after that, get me First Thessalonians 5 and verse 8. Look at this. And when the people complain, it displeased the Lord. Your complaint does not make God happy. Anytime you complain, God is displeased. God is unhappy. So if God becomes unhappy with you, who will help you? And that was not all. And the Lord heard it. So everyone listen. God does not only hear your prayer. God hears your complaint. Wow. God does not only hear your prayer. God hears your complaint. God hears your complaint. Every time you begin to complain, God hears it. And you will think that God will hear your complaint so that when God hears it, God will now do something. No. When God hears your complaint, God gets angry. What God answers is prayer. But when he hears complaint, he gets displeased. Every time God hears you complain, God does not bring answer. God will get angry. Or every time you pray, God will bring answer. So instead of complain, why don't you pray? Well, pastor, I've been praying. I've not seen answer. Keep praying. Keep praying. And the Lord heard it and his anger. So the first thing is that God hears it and gets displeased. Number two is that God gets angry against complain. His anger was kindled and the fire of the Lord burnt among them and consumed them that were in the uttermost part of the camp. So complaint will bring you into destruction. Don't make God angry. Don't make God angry. Don't make God angry. Don't make God angry. First Thessalonians 5 verse 18. First Thessalonians 5 verse 18. First Thessalonians 5 and verse 18. Please, let us live out of complaint. Alright? Let us come out of complaint. Things might not be good. Things might be tough. Your complaining will worsen your situation. It will not change it. What is complaint? Saying, speaking out your displease concerning your situation. Alright? Speaking about the unfavorable happenings in your life in a bitter way. That's complaint. Your displeasure, trying to express your displeasure. And at the end, you are, you are offending God without knowing. Galatians 5, 8, sorry, 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. Repost it, repost it. I have one minute to save this meeting. Who posted it just now? And everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. He didn't say, oh, when you get money, what is everything, everything? Oh, I just lost my mother. He said, give thanks. It doesn't make sense. I just lost a job. He said, give thanks. I just bought a car. Give thanks. Oh, I just lost a this. Give thanks. I just got pregnant. In everything, good or bad, Father, thank you. Father, thank you. You are in pain. Oh, somebody said, I choose joy. I choose joy. I choose joy. I've told you. Choosing joy does not mean that there is nothing to choose from. There are many options on ground. I just choose joy. I choose joy. Yeah, I choose joy. This is my signature. And make this your signature also. There are many things. Your finance is in problem. Your career is in problem. Your marriage is in problem. You could have chosen to cry. You would have chosen to do other things. But choose joy. 
I choose joy. I choose joy. I have many options, but I choose joy. Oh, by now, I would have been in U.S., but my visa was denied. I choose joy. I choose joy. I choose joy. Somebody say, I choose joy. 